Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in the kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, or sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. Joining me today is me because it's Thursday and yes, sometimes I have other people join me on Thursdays, but today it is just me and it's August 1st. Welcome to August. Welcome to August 1st. The long weekend is coming. We're stoked about it. Who isn't? Uh, Gotta love a good long weekend. But yeah, so hey, it's me. This is lucky you, second TGIT with just me, and I'm here to give you some updates on where I'm at, what I'm up to, what's coming, what's good, and I am, (laughs) I'm going to be completely honest, this is take two, (laughs) because I did a recording, here's me thinking I've finally figured out this Yeti mic. Hi Cole, thanks for the mic, I'm not upset with you. I'm not upset with the microphone. I'm just sharing that it has presented a bit of a challenge this week, but I think I figured it out. I've done some Googling and some YouTubing, and I think I have figured out what the issues were and how I can do even better with the sound quality, which I know that my listeners will be stoked about because there have been some inconsistencies, which I have been very open and honest about. But for those of you that are just tuning in, hey, I'm Amanda, (laughs) I'm your host. And I wanted to clarify something about this mic. This mic is a Yeti mic. It's a Yeti blue. I love it. It folds up into something cute that fits into my bag and that's what helps me keep going. It allows me to travel with this podcast. It allows me to take it wherever I need to go to accommodate a guest or welcome them into my space. Uh, It's a rudimentary setup, but I'm not worrying about getting one of those boom sticks that holds my mic which is such a cool name for a device, a boomstick. But I don't need one of those. I don't want one of those yet as this podcast is still young and it's still a sweet baby and it's growing. I just need to nurture it and accept it and love it for what it is. Uh, And yeah, hey, the feedback has been, Amanda, you're so hard on yourself about the sound. But yeah, I am because I know how much a listening experience can be changed by the sound quality. So guys, I'm working on it. I'm working hard, okay? Stick with me. At this point though, uh, yeah, so here's for my take two. (laughs) The hardest part about doing a take two is that I loved what I was able to share in take one, but I just wasn't happy with the sound quality. So hopefully I can convey the same love and messages in take two, which I think I can. I know I can. That just needs to start with where I basically ended up uh, with my last TGIT. So with my last TGIT, I was giving you a bit of an update on how I was chasing content. I ended up, it ended up actually being six recordings in two days, woo, uh, but six amazing recordings. It was so fun. Spent a week at home visiting my friends and family. It was a bit of a, bit of a ripper trip though. I'll tell you, it was very quick uh, considering, you know, on the Thursday, we'll, we'll get to kind of all of the little updates about this. 
but yeah, I'll, I'll give you a full on update as to, you know, this road trip, but we ended up leaving on Thursday. So now let's back up a little bit. So I want to give you some cool updates about the statistics of this podcast. Last week on Thursday, the TGIT, thank goodness it's Thursday. I was able to give you some updates on the fact that we, you know, had 25 or so countries that had listeners in them. We're up to 35. I just counted this morning, uh, give or take one or two, because there's a part in there that says other. So whatever these other countries are, thank you for listening. Uh, obviously the, the biggest, the biggest hits so far with the, with the most listeners are Canada, the U S uh, I've got a bunch in Argentina having lived there. Same as Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and the UK. Huge shout outs for people. Thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot. And people have been asking, you know, well, how are you going to continue promoting the growth of this podcast? Or how are you going to increase your following? What are you doing actively that's going to help you gain a following? Are you looking to get paid with this? How are you going to make money? How is this going to fund itself? So let's dive into that a little bit. When it comes to the actual growth of it, admittedly for the last month, because I've been traveling. So, you know, I've been in England and Scotland and then back for a week. And then I drove across the country and then next Friday I'm flying out to Bali, which I'm stoked about. Uh, it's been, it's been a little bit different because I haven't been able to be as on the ball with, with posts or, um, you know, little updates here and there. I've been doing my best from a distance and it's been successful enough where my, uh, belief lies though right now is that with each guest's release, so every Monday or you know the occasional Thursday that I'm releasing interviews and uh, episodes with guests, this is kind of where I can just hope that that organic growth is going to continue because each person is now sharing it with their network of humans, with their network of you know their friends, their family, um, people that they work with their Facebook friends, you know, Instagram followers, anything like that, because people are happy to share their stories and, you know, are excited about that vulnerability that they've been able to share within a podcast episode with me. When it came down to the, how are you going to make money or how is this podcast going to support itself? This is where I had actually a really tough time answering that question because this is not a money-making endeavor for me whatsoever. And of course, I mean, if it turned out to be something that made me some money, well, then that's sweet. That's really awesome. But that's definitely not what my primary goal is here. That's not what I'm chasing right now. If anything, I like to think that the the belief in this podcast and the passion that I have for this podcast has definitely come forward in, in my voice and in my excitement and in my posts and the things that I've already been sharing so openly with you. So that is definitely where, I mean, I if this... If this podcast ends up making money or if it acquires a following that is big enough and can actually make some money, well then so be it. However, there have been people that have asked how they can support and I've had more than one listener ask how they can support and, you know, help fund this podcast. Understanding too that if this podcast can kind of self-fund itself, uh, I've put a, I've put quite a bit into it so far, which, you know, I'm happy to do because I, again, I believe so wholeheartedly in this podcast and the success of it and what it's doing when it's networking people around the globe and making people feel less alone, uh, you know, helping them share stories or it's helping open up 
it's helping start conversations. It's helping maintain conversations. It's helping normalize certain topics and certain vocabulary regarding mental health or struggles that we are having, anxieties. Um, you know, postpartum depression was just a few weeks ago. Or, but also success and being able to, you know, share labels that you may carry, whether that's mom, whether that's entrepreneur, whether that's someone who has bipolar. Uh, you know, all of these things. That's where my heart sits on that point. When people are asking though, how can I support your podcast or how can I, how can I make a donation? How can I donate? That's where I kind of, you know, clam up a little bit because I don't want to ask. I, I have a hard time asking for this, but because I've had numerous people ask for this, this is where I will finally tell you how you can actually donate if in fact you feel so inclined to do so. On the Podbean website, at the top right-hand side of the screen, there's a little green button and in white writing, it says become a, a patron. When you click that, you have the option of donating to the podcast. And full disclosure, I'm pretty sure it automatically defaults to a monthly pledge. So if in fact you are going to be so kind and generous as to as to make a donation or, or make a pledge, just please be aware of that to make sure that you're not going so buck wild with it. Uh, but even having spoken to some mentors in the podcasting industry, they've said, you know what, if, if it does come down to it, if you're talking to people that are interested in supporting you, if someone is able to donate $2 a month, you know, there's, there's a coffee, just imagine that they're buying you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee per month, or, you know, they're taking you out for lunch once a month. So they're spending, you know, eight to 10. I can't ask for a specific amount. I will not ask for a specific amount because that then ties back to how much belief I have in this thing, just growing organically and naturally. And that it will, you know, reach the listeners that it needs to. And that there is already so much belief in the success of this podcast that it's still young. Like I said, it's still a sweet baby. I need to nurture it and love it as it is and allow it to grow and, and find its own path and, and continue, you know, allowing it to develop in that way. But I mean, if it, if it comes to a point where this podcast can self fund itself, you know, or help me, you know, get my own mic. Thank you, Cole. I love and appreciate you. And I love the fact that this Yeti is a borrowed mic from you. But I mean, having my own would just allow me to, well, not that I'm not treating it like gold because of course I am, but I just always have that fear in the back of my mind that something is going to, you know, happen to this mic and it's not mine. So that's that. And also, I mean, if, if occasionally it could fill my car with a tank of gas so that I can continue chasing content, well, then that's another thing too. But those are just best case scenarios. Again, I'm happy to chase content for this because I believe so much in it. And when you hear the, the caliber of messages that are coming through the speakers into your ears, you must get it. You must understand just how, how much, how much good is coming forward. And if I can reiterate one more time that this podcast is not about me. It's not about Amanda Lytle. It's about you guys. It's about my listeners. It's about the connection and the stories that are being shared. It's about normalizing conversations and different vocabularies for a variety of conversations and topics that we need to be having. It's, it's, it's all about love. It's from a place of love for sure. Of course, support is always welcomed and accepted, just not asked for. Okay, let's get off that topic because it makes me uncomfortable. I wanted to also talk about, I guess we're going kind of from like one slightly uncomfortable conversation to another slightly uncomfortable topic for me. But I wanted to bring this up because this was another thing that had actually come from a listener. Uh, and then it actually propelled into a conversation with a girlfriend of mine about 
uh, was more about normalizing normal bodies. And I'll tell you why this specific thing had come up. I saw online the other day, a beautiful picture of a woman. Um, well, the post I'm pretty sure, um, is on a page, uh, is by Mick. So M I K. And then I think it's Zazen Z Z A Z O N or something like that. Anyway, she's beautiful. The post itself, it was a picture of her. Uh, she's in a bikini. It's like a rusty color bikini and she's got one knee bent up. Her smile is beautiful. She's got this bleach blonde messy bun and she's holding on the knee that's bent up, I guess her right knee and her right arm is extended and she's holding one of those little message boards, a little square message board. And on it, it says normalize normal bodies. I'll be completely honest. When I actually looked at the photo, I went, my eyes went immediately to the message to see what the message was. And then immediately over to her smile. She's gorgeous. And, and then I started thinking, okay, well, if this is the message, you know, about normalizing normal bodies, I guess I better have a good look at her body, but it, it didn't, it wasn't offensive in any way. It was beautiful. And then that got me thinking, you know, so then, uh, you know, we're having this conversation one of my girlfriends and I about this whole thing, this whole movement of normalizing normal bodies. And then I started, you know, kind of going off about the fact that, uh, basically I had switched off from my super active kind of, well, spin yoga, walking and or running several days a week. Like my goodness, I was on a yoga mat, you know, four or five days a week and a spin bike for days a week. And then I'd be walking or running just super active. And I was feeling great. And not that I'm not right now, but my, I'm just in a little bit of a, a travel hump at the, at the moment, if you'd like to call it that, because I switched off. I honestly switched off at the end of the school year. I had a few days just enjoying my time before I left for the UK with my family. Then I went to the UK and as much walking as I did, um, I'd really pulled back from my yoga practice and I didn't actually have my mat with me there because again, as I explained to you guys last week, I was carry on only. <laughs> so I had forgotten, you know, a few of my essentials and <laughs> yeah. So when I was in London, I drank more beer and cider than I usually drink. I indulged a little bit more than I usually would. That continued onwards and upwards into Scotland. Same sort of thing. I have zero regrets. Are you kidding me? The amount of food and drink that I put away on a trip come at me. That's a, that's indulgence. You get to indulge and you get to enjoy when you're away and you're exploring and you're adventuring new places. Hence why I came back like, I don't know, 30 or 35 pounds heavier for my exchange. My parents can certainly vouch for that. I walked through the Pearson international airport doors, a different human after a year. Oh, they like that story. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a story for another time for sure. But when we were having this conversation, you know, about waking, I think the reason that it had actually kind of struck a chord was because I'd been a little bit hard on myself over the last few weeks, because now even having come back from the UK, spent a week just ripping around, visiting, chasing content, uh, seeing as many people as I could before hopping back in the car and sitting for four days, right? Driving across the country and you're not eating routine meals. You're, you know, snacking. It, with food that you've got in the cooler in the trunk of the car every time that you stop or you're you know eating the healthiest fast food you can but even that it's out of your routine it's out of your out of your normal so that had kind of hit me as well so I'm kind of starting to get back into a bit of a routine here now that I've 
you know, settle down a little bit and then go figure over the next week, it's going to be rush, rush, rush as I head uh, onwards to Vancouver and then fly out next Friday to Bali. But I'm in Bali long enough to actually establish a bit of a routine. So that should be great for my mind and my body and my soul. So yes, the road trip. Let's talk a little bit about this road trip. We'll get into this. So I had just mentioned, you know, about a truck. So drove across Canada with a high school friend last week was awesome. Originally it was supposed to be in one vehicle. It was supposed to be in my Mazda three. Uh, you know, so everything would be split, listening to music together, having snacks together, stopping, splitting the drive, whatever. But then last Tuesday, there was an offer of a truck and who wouldn't take up an offer for a truck. So this truck needed to be picked up, which totally game on. I love to drive. So I'm in anyway. We had to leave Minden. So we left Minden first thing in the morning on the Thursday, drove all the way down to London, Ontario. And just to put that into perspective, you're probably looking at about four hours ish to hang out, pick up the truck and then turn around. And then we drove to Barrie, spent the night in Barrie and then got up first thing on the Friday morning, drove to Wawa, camped there for the night. Actually, that's a funny story too, because by the time we got to Wawa, we were exhausted having felt like we'd already put in an extra day, right? Driving back and forth to London. And now instead of being able to split the driving, it's you're now both full on switched on for the whole drive. And you're not able to converse unless you're on the phone with them or, you know, so, which is okay because then it just kind of individually gave us some time to either listen to our own podcasts or listen to music or listen to nothing and reflect, whatever, talk on the phone, all these kinds of fun road trip things. But by the time we got to Wawa, yes, we were exhausted. We decided, you know, it's time for some dinner. So we had a, we <laughs> did, had a bonfire and we made some dinner, enjoyed the evening. It was kind of on and off raining. So that was fine. Sleeping in a tent is the dream. So I was not upset about that. But then there was this campsite. There was actually kind of two kitty corner type campsites that were right beside it. And the one of them looked like it must've had a lot of people staying at it, but there was no one anywhere to be found. Then out of nowhere, this van comes wrapping around the corner. And then we thought it was going to keep going, but it turned around and it backed into this trailer that it must've had all of its kit in backed in like full force, hit the trailer, moved the trailer. And then, you know, you could tell that they were super embarrassed and because the windows were tinted, we had no idea that there were, 16 boy scouts in it. So our evening got a little bit more loud, shall I say, until the good news is, is that because they were boy scouts, they had a strict lights out policy. You would think that this strict lights out policy would also mean that if it's strict lights out, that it would be strict lights on or strict wake up. Well, you'd also kind of hope that that would be at a reasonable time. No, it wasn't. It was at 5 AM when we got a good morning campers. I looked at the clock. I thought, you've got to be kidding me. The sun hasn't even come up. There's no roosters, cockatoo doing anywhere. What is going on here? That was it. They started a generator. They started taking down their stuff. We couldn't believe it. We thought there is absolutely no way that this is happening right now. We were planning on actually getting up by about seven, being on the road by about 7.30. But anyway, it is what it is. It's, it was kind of on and off rain still. Had to deal with it. We thought, you know what? There's no way we're going back to bed now. These... 16 Boy Scouts and their two adult people that were over there across the way were just doing their thing, enjoying their morning. You can't blame them for enjoying their morning. You can only just be a little bit, 
curious as to why they're so loud so early at an Ontario Provincial Parks <laughs> campsite. So we just decided, you know what, forget this. Let's just hit the road. So away we went. That was another long haul day. We went from Wawa all the way to Winnipeg and spent the night in Winnipeg. Then first thing in the morning on Sunday, I got up and I went to record with an old friend from university, Carolyn, and I got to meet her handsome son. Well, Josh, her husband wasn't there. It was actually their two year wedding anniversary, the day that we recorded. So happy belated anniversary, Carolyn and Josh. And their son, Malcolm, is going through infant leukemia right now. So the good news in all of this is that this week actually could potentially be the first last week of his round, fifth round of chemo. So all the love and light and support heading towards their family right now. Uh, I, I love and appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your story with me. And for listeners, that will be coming out in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. Onwards from Winnipeg, we put another long haul day out towards Medicine Hat. And the Medicine Hat, um, the drive actually, I would say that when you actually leave Ontario, it's kind of funny. A lot of people say that when you leave Ontario, the trees go with it, you know, and then it's just flat, nothing farm, farmland. And that might be true for something. I think what people don't recognize is when you're driving across, the wind is indescribable. And, you know, it just kills and think the mileage in your car because your car has to work so hard to actually push through the wind. Fortunately, me driving the Mazda 3 was way better than the truck managed, but we managed to get across the prairies. And by the time we actually made it, you know, through Regina, I, some people don't like driving through the prairies. I would argue that, you know, obviously the mountains are spectacular, but once you're kind of through the the super flat farmy areas and you start to hit more of those rolling hills and the road isn't just pin straight anymore. It's gorgeous. And the sky will present so many different colors and clouds and oh, there's so many cows. And at this time there were so many sweet baby cows. So that was exciting too. Uh, and I've driven it. I drove it actually last year with Brett. We actually drove a huge truck and trailer for the Spartan race out from Ontario to Kimberley, BC. Then we had two weeks to explore and enjoy the mountains. And then we came back. Actually, there's a funny story because I was going to talk a little bit just about bucket list. And, uh, you know, even on my bucket list, driving across Canada was in fact on my bucket list. And Brett and I had actually done the East Coast, uh, I think it would have been two years ago, maybe three years ago now, which was great. And then uh, we did the, the Spartan trip last year, last summer, where we drove you know, this merchandise trailer out and back. And then the between drop off and pick up, we had two weeks. So we rented a car and he and I had both said, you know, it's going to be sweet. Sometimes when you rent a car, you get to drive something a little bit more fancy, but new, this is going to be great. We had all of our camping stuff. And what we had to do though, too, is before we'd actually delivered the Spartan truck and trailer up to Kimberly, we were in Cranbrook. And so we had walked over to get the rental car so that I could actually chase him to drop it off in Kimberly, and then we'd obviously have their rental vehicle. So anyway, we're, we're walking across over to this discount. I don't know if it was discount or budget or whatever the heck it was, but we're walking across and in the parking lot, there's this new little fleet of these brand new Honda Civic hatchbacks. There's some cool looking small SUVs. There's a nice fleet of vehicles there. There's a, a new Ford Flex that was pretty good looking. We thought that would be great too, actually, with all of our camping stuff. And then there's a white Mazda 5. 
And if you don't know what a Mazda 5 looks like, I am not dissing the Mazda 5. I'm just saying that when you're talking about a rental vehicle, you know, a young couple that's going camping, uh, we weren't super keen on the mini minivan with slidey doors. We kind of wanted something a little bit more spicy. So we get to, uh, we're, we walk in and we're filling out all the paperwork and whatever. And we've basically given her all of our details and she's ready to slide the keys across. Well, what keys does she slide across? The ones that walking across the parking lot, I had said to Brett, honey, I'd be happy with any of these vehicles except that pointing directly at this white little wedgie. It looks, it's honestly, it's like a combo of like a doorstop or a, a wedge something. So we ended up nicknamed it the white wedgie. So I had basically said, you know, I, anything but this. And then those are the keys that slide across the counter. And I looked at her, I was like, uh, we're taking that. <laughs> and of course I'm not mad about it. I just have kind of made a bit of a joke of it. And I said, uh, there's no way that we can have one of those spicy new little Honda Civics out there. And she says, they're not even plated. I'm so sorry. She said, all the other vehicles are spoken for. And when it comes to what you've booked, you know, this is, this is the vehicle that's in that size. And so at first I had a bit of a long face about it. I kept thinking, Ugh, you know, two weeks in a mini minivan. We ended up loving it. <laughs> it was so good on gas. And the sliding doors, when you're car camping for two weeks, the sliding doors was awesome to have that. And because we had, oh my gosh, we had all of our stuff. We had his Yeti cooler in the back with, with all of our, um, all of our delicious snacks in it. Uh, yeah. So go wedgie, go white wedgie. Oh yeah. So then bucket list. So obviously driving across Canada was on my bucket list. I have many things on my bucket list. And for those of you that, uh, you know, are interested in a bucket list or have a bucket list, I would love it if you would share with me, whether it's on Instagram or email me things that you have on your bucket list. And we can just get excited about how good life is and how many cool things we have yet to experience in our lives. Uh, the safe haven podcast is on Instagram, just the safe haven podcast, or you can email me at the safe haven podcast at gmail.com. I would love to start that conversation and even share ideas on, uh, you know, the next few TGITs because bucket lists are awesome and not going to lie. Mine is over three pages long and I actively work through it. I get excited to actively work through my bucket list because it's, it's fun and it's exciting. And even though I believe that I've had many lives prior to this one and will have many more, this is the one that I currently have some control over. And this is the one where I am so excited to be experiencing right now. Yes, yes, yes. I also had a listener question asking about, you know, well, you're a podcast host. So, you know, of course you love podcasting. Uh, what podcast do you in fact enjoy? So the first few podcasts that I actually listened to that got me into it were actually about kombucha, to be honest, uh, kombucha and essential oils. And then I started listening to some Ted talks that were in the form of podcasts, but then more recently, for those of you that don't know, you're about to know that I am a diehard bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor in paradise fan. <laughs> you can judge me for this. I'm okay with it because I recognize that it is garbage TV, but I love it. And I think the, the reason I love it more than anything is because I get to experience my Monday date nights with one of my best, best friends, who is actually my grandma, who I call mama. And mama and I are so hardcore about this, that on night one, we write down our top five you know, we call them finalists or like, you know, the hopefuls and we get at least the top four every time because we're that good. 
So kudos to you, mama. I love you. You are one of my biggest fans. Shout out to you. And I'm going to miss our Monday dates, but you know what? Having missed even the finale of Hannah's season, thank you so much for the updates <laughs> because it made me feel more connected to what was going on and uh, not being able to share it with you. Uh, yeah, but so when it comes to podcasts that I actually enjoy, um, you know, the Bachelor, Bachelorette thing. So Caitlin Bristow actually has a fabulous podcast that I really enjoy listening to. She's so funny. She's so out there, but she's so real. Uh, and hers is called Off the Vine. And if you know a little bit about her too, uh, you know, and if you do start when she first starts her podcast, she's actually engaged to a guy named Sean who she met on the show. But the neat thing is, is that with where she's at now, she's actually with someone completely different and is happier than she's ever been, you know, with her diff different business endeavors, this new relationship. She just got a dog. Um, life is just really booming for her. And now she's got three different kinds of releases, which, you know, are similar, but also contrast really nicely because she's able to you know, be super funny, lighthearted, borderline offside in the one that she releases called Off the Vine. And then under Off the Vine, she's also got grape therapy. As you can notice, a wine theme. She's also a wino and is very openly honest about that. And also has a wine label called um, Spades and Sparrows, which is pretty cool. And then she also had, yeah, the grape therapy. And then she's doing this new one recently that's called uh, Drunk Dialing, <laughs> which is hilarious. I also... On, I was just recently introduced to two more when I was on my flight back from Dublin, Ireland, back to Toronto last week or two weeks ago, I guess now. And I was listening, I was sitting between these two guys, one who was watching this show on his phone that was making him laugh. You know when someone is laughing and they're trying to be quiet, but their whole body is like convulsing? I couldn't stop laughing at him and he wasn't even, you know, recognizing that I was laughing at him, laughing at whatever he was watching, but I couldn't stop giggling because his whole body shaking was moving my seat and the buddy seat beside me. And then the other guy, so to my right, the one that was in the aisle, he had these um, wireless Beats headphones on and he was, he kept looking up and you know, he'd, it, his furrowed brow and his squinty eyes. And then he'd kind of give a nod here and there, or, you know, kind of a, hmm. <laughs> like he was really thinking about what he was listening to. And I didn't want to interrupt him or ask, you know, dude, you look super into what you're listening to. I'm really intrigued. But anyway, so I did totally take that opportunity when the little beverage cart came down the alley, the little aisle, and he, and, uh, he took his headphones off. And I said, I've got to ask, what are you listening to? I said, you seem super into it. And so he got right into it. He's like, oh, I, I'm, I love podcasts. I said, oh yeah, what are you listening to? So he had told me about uh, the one that he was listening to at the time. It's NPR's, it's called Fresh Air. I actually haven't listened to one of those ones yet, but I'll tell you about the other one that he told me about that I'm borderline obsessed with now and I'm slowly working my way through. But Fresh Air was the one that he said, it was just so wonderful how many different perspectives, uh, you know, are are shared in, in this particular podcast. And so, you know, well, go figure, a podcast conversation comes up. So I didn't just dump on him, but I definitely brought up the fact that, you know, I'd had this podcast and was sharing that with him. And he said, oh, I'd love to check it out. So Thanks, Andrew. He's a new listener. And then the other one that he told me about that after I had told him about the Safe Haven podcast, he decided that one that would be right up my alley is one by Chris Gethard, who's actually a stand-up comedian. And Chris Gethard has one called Beautiful Anonymous. And I love the idea of this podcast. So Chris holds space for people that call in anonymously. So they don't share anything about themselves and, and they avoid sharing anything that could identify 
them to any of the listeners, right? So that could be even the name of a school that they went, a car that they drive, a job that they have, a, a place that they work at, a family member's name, a pet's name, anything like that. Uh, you know, so it is kept as anonymous as possible. So when people call in, he literally starts a timer for one hour and they have one hour to dive into whatever the caller wants to talk about. And so, oh my gosh, I probably listened to 12 of them on my drive across Canada, but a few of them that really stand out was one about grief. Uh, there was a woman from the UK actually that had called in and she was talking about grief, but her story is really neat too, because uh, she talks about her three-legged cat named Wobbly Thomas, <laughs> which is so funny. And uh, just her estranged father and how once he'd passed, she was so riddled with grief, but she was upset about it because she hadn't spoken to him for the last few years. And that was interesting, just hearing her perspective on that. Another one was about this girl who'd been attacked by a rabid raccoon and her journey through that. And she's a great storyteller. So listening to her actually articulate this story, you can hear the 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 funny side but you can also hear the severity of this the fact that very few people actually you know can survive rabies in just if you haven't had the shots or you don't get the shots as quickly as you should within that 72 hour window if she had have been alone and hadn't have been with a friend on a walking path that was more you know public all of these things so you can actually hear that she's going through therapy uh, to deal with ptsd for this and they kind of make light of that but Again, you can hear you can hear her tone shifts as as she shares her story. Uh, you know, another one that really hit hard was uh, a guy that had been in a car accident with a boy that he knew of, um, who had hit him from behind at ninety miles an hour riding a motorcycle. So the boy driving the car, who was actually the the caller, had lived, but the boy obviously on the motorcycle who had smoked the back of the of the car had passed away. And he knew of this kid, but didn't know him personally. And he actually went to the same high school, um, you know, and then was going to be sued by this family. It's just listening to his story. I just kept thinking as if this is happening, you know, there's another that's living with a, a roommate that, you know, basically controlled her, um, threatened to kill her. Oh gosh, guys, check out Chris Gethards. It's called Beautiful Anonymous. Uh, they run for just over an hour because by the time he throws in his ads and his opening and closing, it's about an hour and six to 10 minutes-ish. You, It is not a waste of time. Definitely, definitely get into that. And then the last question from a listener that I was going to get into today before we wrap up was, Amanda, you always ask at the end of your podcast with your guests, you always bring something back to self-love, self-care, recentering. You know, how what that looks like for them. So what does that look like for you? great question. I thought a lot about it actually, because usually an answer to something like that would just fly out of my mouth. I'd have no, no issues asking, or I mean, answering that question. But when I actually kind of thought about it, about how I could, um, you know, share my answer on the podcast, I thought a lot about it because it actually varies depending on time of year, uh, depending on what I'm going through at the time, because it could be something as simple as sitting on the dock. Well, you're not going to sit on the dock in the middle of January, right? But some of the things that really bring me back to center are definitely bonfires, being around or in the water, whether that's, you know, on a paddleboard, uh, on a boat, on a dock, floating around on a pool noodle, anything that is just water related. Uh, Reading. If I can, and this is tricky too though, because I love to read and audiobooks work well for me. I'm actually book clubbing 
uh, with a friend from home as well, a book right now called The Girl Who Smiled Beads. And I'm actually listening to that right now. I have the paper copy, but I'm also doing the audiobook version. And so far, so great. Uh, but then again, because my pew, 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 bingo balls in my brain all the time, or just my hamster wheel is always going. That's a personal practice for me is actually switching off enough that I can read physically sit down and read for a little while. And then if you were to put me in a hammock while I'm reading, whew, I'm pretty happy, especially if I'm not being attacked by mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are just jerks. But also I'm thinking when I had mentioned that thing about the time of year, if it's too cold to be outside or having a bonfire or sitting in a hammock reading something as simple as going to chapters and for those of you listeners I love you that aren't in Canada uh, that might not know what chapters is chapters is a big beautiful bookstore that is oh I love it I honestly feel like when I go to chapters I feel like I should be kicking off my shoes because I feel like I'm at home is that weird probably weird but I love it and I just like how the the staff that work there are so friendly and so kind and so welcoming and they're happy to help you. They're happy to help you find whatever you're looking for or just leave you to do your own thing, which I also very much respect. Also nothing, you know, there's something so special and so profound about just being with people that you love. And that could be in silence. That could be at a family gathering. That could be in the car. That could be watching a movie. I feel very comforted in being surrounded by my friends and family. I won't go into so much detail about how great my friends are, but when I start talking about the caliber of best friends that I have in my life, I am so lucky and so grateful to have such well-rounded, well-raised, you know, open-minded, loving human beings in my life. Wow, yeah very, very lucky. And that's my family too. I, um, I know families all differ and we all have our crazy times and we all have our, you know, tense times and whatever, but my gosh, I'm lucky to have the family that I do. And people are always, you know, asking, it's like, well, why, you know, why can, why do you, or why, why do you leave your family if you're so close to them? That's always a tricky question to answer too, because I'm not leaving them. I'm not, escaping them. I'm not running away from them. If anything, I, I also kind of like to see my travels as bringing back some different perspectives to share with them or different experiences. And mama and papa, for example, you know, they, they have a, they've created a lifestyle right now. And that includes health and pets that they have a hard time, you know, getting around to, to places that are further away now. So to be able to bring back stories and pictures and experiences and little trinkets, or a t-shirt here and there, or a chocolate bar from somewhere in the world. That makes me so happy and I know how much they appreciate it. And I always try and send a video or FaceTime them from somewhere I'm at in the world so that they can kind of be there with me, you know? And when I see the smiles on their faces, that means so much to me. And then throw in the three little Muppets that I've got at home, my nieces, right? To be able to bring them back stories and books from around the world. My gosh, the girls have books from so many different countries around the world, you know, that, that share stories about those places in a, in a way that is completely new for the girls, that it is a book that they wouldn't get here at chapters or at the local bookstore. Right. And, and to be able to share those, those experiences with my nieces 
oh my gosh, I could go on and on about that. My gosh, I love those girls. So yeah, let's just tie back on that. The fact that it's, I'm not away from my family because I don't want to be with them. I just have things that I feel like I need to be looking after for me that I can, I'm obviously still in touch with them every single day, whether that's FaceTime, a text or a phone call. Uh, cause I really prioritize that. I really value my family. I know how lucky I am to have the family and the friends that I do. And I certainly maintain that no matter where I am in the world. I chase the internet connection. I chase the Wi-Fi connection to make sure that they know that I'm okay. And I don't, I know that they're okay and that we're always connected for sure. So that for me is definitely another form of self-care. Uh, and let's get real. Who doesn't love a Manny Petty? That's why I throw it into the intro. I haven't had one for a very long time, but actually I currently, I bought a China glaze color that's called Flip Flop Fantasy and I'm pretty happy with it. So I've got that on the little fingies and the little toesies right now. So something as simple as that can make me smile. <laughs> oh, and mail, real mail. I guess that's not like I can't actually send myself mail. I guess I could, but something that makes me so happy is actually sending mail, sending postcards, sending handwritten letters. Oh, and then if I receive a handwritten letter or a postcard, yeah, that feels very good. And I feel super lucky because I have, you know, best friends around the world that value that as much as I do. And even though I talk to some of these friends on a very regular basis, I will still get something in the mail from them and vice versa, which is pretty, pretty special. All right, that's that. When it comes to the next week, the next recording, we're looking at having Stacey McLean's recording, which will be coming out on the 5th of August. So Stacey opens up about the challenges of uh, being a mom to a son with type 1 diabetes. That is going to be a good one. So stay tuned for that. And besides that, I will definitely be posting another list as to what you can expect from the guests over the next few weeks. I will keep you updated as to how things are going in Bali. You could, you'll definitely hear from me on the 15th. Next week though, uh, next TGIT is going to be with Grace Paul. She's from the UK. She's awesome. You're going to really love her episode as well, but that's that. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the TGIT edition of the Safe Haven podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, and I learned a fun fact. Actually, if you rate and review these things or write me a little review or rate, you know, and give me a good old five star. Apparently that does wonders. I didn't know this until I was listening to Chris Gethard talk about it, about how important rating and reviewing is. So if you're able to rate, review, like, share, subscribe to these episodes, that would be fabulous. And I'd much, much, much appreciate it. Your generous support keeps the sharing of messages coming your way. You can find the Safe Haven podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and on Podbean. And you can also follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven podcast for the latest updates. Over and out. Have a super great weekend. Love and appreciate every single one of you. And I'll talk to you next week.